The Warriors have a winning streak, folks. They've now won two games in a row. It wasn't pretty. Another blown lead. But look, a seven-game road losing streak has snapped. Klay Thompson offensively is back on track. It wasn't pretty. There are some things that I'm personally not very happy about. I think if you're a fan of Kaminga and Moody and maybe even Trace Jackson for Davis for how long it's taken Steve Kerr to realize, oh, I actually have a good a big on my roster. You might have been frustrated watching tonight's game. But regardless, we're going to take the positives and the negatives, throw it all in a big bowl, mash it up, and hopefully have a fun time. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. This is exclusively uh, where all our live shows are on our YouTube platform. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode, tonight's episode, I apologize, is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsis, on threads at Dog Wild. The Golden State Warriors coming out of this tonight, victorious. They now have a two-game winning streak. I don't know if it's the first winning streak of the entire season. No, it's, it, they've had to have one at the beginning of the season when they started 6-2, and two, but it's been a while since they've had a winning streak. Uh, and, and they win tonight's game, again, in Portland against a young, scrappy Portland Trailblazers team that in probably a year or two will be a very notable and respectable opponent uh, right now, though, they are a bottom seller dweller in the Western Conference. The Warriors coming out of this winning 118-114. But it was a game where if you care not just about this season, but if the but in regards to the future of the organization, right? I mean, the Warriors are going to be playing games next year and the year after that. And some people, especially if you're a fan of the team, you might care about that part of the organization as well. Not just how they're doing this year, but how they're going to look a few years from now. And Brandon Pajemski obviously is the biggest positive. I, I, I think it's safe to say the Warriors have their point guard of both a present. Uh, I know he, he's he's uh, down the pecking order behind uh, Stephen Curry and Chris Paul, but he's getting a lot of minutes now. Uh, in fact, Brandon Pajemski tonight played 33 minutes, but he's clearly the point guard of the future as well. We also saw Trace Jackson Davis play tonight. A lot of people have been clamoring to see this young big play, the son of NBA legend Dale Davis. And when he got his his run, when he got his opportunity, of course he delivered. Um, all we've seen until tonight are quick little five, six-minute spurts. Trace Jackson Davis uh, was part of the rotation tonight, played 17 minutes, 41 seconds. More notable is that he played almost the entire length of the, the second half of the third quarter and almost all the fourth quarter. That's where the majority of his minutes came in. He was brought in late third quarter and just kept playing. Uh, so kudos to Steve Kerr for keeping him in the game. That's the extent of the kudos there because coach Kerr, uh, my question to you, if he was sitting here right now, why did it take you this long, 26 games into the season to actually go to your big that you've been hyping up since you drafted him. 
why did it take this long? But I digress. Nonetheless, in, in 17 minutes and change tonight, he was six for nine from the field. He grabbed uh, eight rebounds in this game. He had 14 points in this game. Also had a trip to the free throw line, making both of them. Um, had a block as well. It was just so nice to see the Golden State Warriors actually have a big out there who is active and effective on both ends of the court. Uh, he's he's a better than than hyped up defensive player. I think he, in my humble opinion, from what I see of him on the court, he can play D. He can hold his own. But he also can handle the ball. If you have to have him bring the ball up, he can do that. And offensively, he has a tremendous feel for the game. He's he he takes shots when he should be taking shots. He's passing when he should be passing. He's typically at the right place at the right time to get pivotal rebounds, get pivotal putbacks. The kid can play. And let's hope that tonight was a sign of more things to come. Now, the reason why I'm not super encouraged about that, and look, I'm obviously going to be giving Clay Thompson his due. Clay had a fantastic game tonight. I'm going to be giving Andrew Wiggins his due. Wiggins, by his standards this season, had a great game tonight. But what concerns me is that I, I have no trust in Steve Kerr anymore. Like, I, I have zero faith that from what we saw tonight with Trace Jackson Davis that we're going to see more of. Because every time I feel like we see a young player who's not a point guard, Brandon Pajemski is in. I, I, I think safe to say we're going to see him no matter what. But if you're not a point guard, if you're not someone who can handle the ball the way Stephen Curry and Chris Paul does, I, I, if, if you're playing for Steve Kerr, I feel like you're not safe. Like, like you could literally have a game like this, look fantastic, be possibly the difference in your team winning this game. And is anyone going to be surprised if we don't see him at all when the Warriors play the Celtics Tuesday night at Shea Center? I won't be, even though it, it, it would make me incredulous. I would be baffled by it. Wouldn't be surprised. And a huge reason why I say that is because look at the way he's treating Kaminga and Moody. Uh, you, you know, there were a lot of minute, uh, minutes tonight. The Warriors, first of all, blew a 22-point lead in this game. They led by 22 in the second quarter. We saw the lead start to shrink in the third quarter. And what Steve Kerr does when he sees these leads drop in the third is panic and usually go right to the players he trusts the most, which is typically Clay, Steph, Chris Paul. And even though Wiggins is now coming off the bench, he still has a lot of faith in Wiggins, who he clearly doesn't trust. And it just really, I, I, I feel bad for the kid at this point. I feel genuinely bad for young Jonathan Kaminga because he played a fantastic game tonight and was rewarded for that by being pulled halfway through the third quarter and never seen from again, except for with a minute to play when he was brought in for a spot defensive assignment, uh, which he was called a foul for, by the way. And for some reason, side note, Steve Kerr, who despite having 10 assistants on his staff, has no idea how to properly use coaching challenges. We have two now in the NBA this year, and Steve Kerr still acts like he just has one. Uh, what what really stuck out to me in terms of challenges, I shall you know I'll get to get to that in a second. But the whole point with Kaminga, uh, you know, Kaminga gets called for this foul on Shaden Sharp, and I don't think that was a foul. I thought that was a horrible call. The officials had a lot of bad calls tonight, and so uh, uh, Kaminga comes to the game for like five seconds, is called for this foul. He's pulled out again. Kaminga had a fantastic game. Kaminga in the first half of this game played 13 minutes, 21 seconds. He scored 12 points. Uh, he grabbed four rebounds. He was five for seven from the field. He was two for three uh, from beyond the arc. He was a plus 12 in net rating, second just to Stephen Curry. 
Side note for Steph, by the way, his incredible streak of consecutive games uh, where he's made a three, that's snapped tonight. Uh, the, the Portland Trailblazers uh, put on uh, Steph, uh, this this kid, Tumani Ch- uh, Chamara, or Kamara, uh, I, I'm sorry for mispronouncing his name. I'm not very familiar with this kid, but he's a, f- a phenomenal defensive player, and his entire job tonight was to defend Stephen Curry, and they're oftentimes doubling Steph. They're doing what a lot of teams are doing now. They're swarming Stephen Curry, forcing him to get his teammates involved. So Steph didn't have a big statistical night tonight, but at the end of the first half, Steph was a plus 17, and the only player on the on the same page with him in terms of having that positive of an impact for the Golden State Warriors, a team who had a 16-point lead going into the half. They led this game by as much as 22 uh, shortly before that was Kaminga, who had a plus 12. And he plays for, what, six minutes in the third quarter? Uh, you know, and it was it was good. It was not great. Nothing stood out. But what the hell does Kerr think he's doing to the psychology of this kid when the moment he does anything that's not literally perfect, he gets yanked and we never see him again? Kaminga's stat line in the third quarter, he played five minutes and he had a nothing burger, meaning like statistically he did nothing. He had no impact. Not necessarily negatively, like he didn't get called for any fouls. He had no turnovers, but he also had no points. He didn't even have any, he didn't even have any shot attempts. A lot of his, his action offensively in the third quarter was just trying to get teammates involved, passing the ball uh, to Clay Thompson for a while, who had a huge third quarter. Clay scored uh, 13 points in that third quarter. And so what does Kerr do? He pulls Kaminga out with, uh, you know, five minutes in, brings Andrew Wiggins, and we never see him again. Again. We, except for 10 seconds, five seconds, whatever that was at the end of the fourth quarter. And Kaminga is not the only player that's getting just this rough, brutal, nonsensical treatment from Steve Kerr. Moses Moody is another player who had, had some huge plays in this game. Moody's been an individual who his impact on these games does, is not reflected on the stat sheet. He's not putting up huge points. Um, you know, he, he's, he's not, you know, he doesn't have these like overwhelming efficiency numbers but he's playing outstanding defense. He doesn't make mistakes and he hits shots when they count. He's a, he's timely in terms of buckets and what he does. And he gets, uh, you know, besides Kaminga uh, finishing this game with 18 minutes, Moses Moody also gets 18 minutes. And by the way, and someone in the chat said this, which was, which was very astute. The only reason Trace Jackson Davis even played as much as he did, because Trace Jackson Davis got a run in the first half, uh, and he was part of the rotation tonight, and he played uh, eight minutes in the first half. The only reason why he got an extended run in the second half was because Dario Sharge picked up a third foul and got in foul trouble. And and Steve Kerr is at least observant enough to, to know that he needs at least one semi-big player out there. So Trace Jackson Davis comes in, gets an extended run, and oh, look what happens when you give a player an extended run who has talent. They deliver. But what's going on with Kaminga and Moody and the way Steve Kerr is treating these two kids, it's blasphemy. It is just, it's cruel, it's wrong, and it's also hurting this team because the Golden State Warriors, the team we saw in the first half, the teams we're we're seeing in a lot of these first halves where they're blowing teams out, where they're going into the tunnel with, with comfortable leads that should not be relinquished. A 22-point lead is what this Golden State Warriors team had tonight against a poor Portland Trailblazers team in the middle of a rebuild. And to, to have this game go down to the very end again, to come away in this game winning by just four points, 
That is criminal. That is entirely on Kerr and his stubbornness to not put some faith into his youngsters, his stubbornness to keep sticking with these veterans who, even though on nights like these, offensively, we're thankfully starting to see some production from Clay and we're starting to see it, starting to see it from Wiggins. A part of it is the in, enormous space they're getting because of how much focus defenses are putting on Stephen Curry. Steph in this game finished with seven points. He shot just two for 12 from the field. That's largely because of how focused the Trailblazers were defensively on Steph. So Clay was way more open than he's ever been. Wiggins was getting incredibly open looks. Again, kudos to those players. I'm going to give their numbers in just a second, but don't fool yourself. Okay. Like, like they all, the Warriors also blew a 22 point lead because those players are not good anymore defensively. And because even on nights like these, where they're putting up points, they're not always the most timely buckets. Uh, and they're certainly not carrying the team late in games. Clay had a great game tonight. I don't, I don't mean to like disrespect him and saying all this, but there's just no valid excuse from what I'm seeing for Kaminga and Moody to be getting the shaft like they are from Kerr. And if that means you got to trade one or both of these kids for their sake, never mind the fact that you're hurting your own team by sticking with your aging veterans over these, these young players who are proving they can play now, it's just wrong. It's ethically wrong. I feel like it's morally wrong. And the basketball gods, if you believe in that, and, and metaphorically speaking, all that really means is, is karma. That's going to bite you in the ass, Kerr. The way you're treating these kids is not right. And I, I at this point, I'm ready for, for the team to move on and trade Kaminga and or Moody just because it makes no damn sense to be hindering their development and to be killing their, their, their confidence and killing them men mentally. These kids have no idea why they're seeing the low minutes that they're getting other than, well, these older players have done it. Uh, you know, they, they have a resume and I guess as long as you've accomplished something, even though your game might be regressing, even though we're playing professional sports where sentimentality should be taking a backseat to production in real time, th is that's the lesson apparently these two are getting, that we're never going to get our moment here until these two have their body parts falling off their bodies from aging, because otherwise, how are we ever going to get a run? So it, it's frustrating in that sense. I, I genuinely feel for these two kids especially when you see Brandon Pajemski, who I love. And, and I'm not saying don't cut his minutes, but Pajemski in his rookie year is now playing 33 minutes a night. And these two have to be asking themselves, what else can we do? I mean, we're playing the best we can. We're being productive out there. Kaminga's final stat line, five for seven from the field. Again, two for three from beyond the arc. His shooting is efficient. He had two quick trips to the, to the free throw line, didn't make his free throws, but... Again, we've seen that from a lot of players who are named Stephen Curry or Clay Thompson. Wiggins was horrible from the free throw line and still is on the season. So I, I just that part drives me insane. And uh, thank you for putting up with my little diatribe right there. But I just I can't sit here and just be quiet watching these young kids. I'm getting treated the way they're getting treated. It is criminal. It is not right. Um, we'll have more in just a moment because I do want to highlight a lot of the positives of this game, uh, including Clay Thompson, who had a, a fantastic night. It's really good to see his shot starting to fall again. Um, but for the folks out there who uh, who want to throw out the I told you so line to anyone that's maybe been critical of Clay Thompson, who, who, side note, Clay had a horrible start to the season before he's getting his offensive game put together. They also have to play defense. So make sure you're, you're being observant of how they're handling the ball or handling their assignments defensively. 
And that side of it has not fully caught up yet. And who knows if it will. But Clay Thompson deserves his due. And I'm going to give him plenty of love in just a moment. And even Andrew Wiggins deserves his due. He had a great game tonight as well. But I don't think it was worth it being at the expense of Jonathan Kaminga, who was playing fantastic basketball in the first half, who was a, who was a huge part of the Warriors having that 22-point lead. And he's young. He's fresh. You need youth and energy to maintain these leads that you're blowing in the second half of these games. This is not just a sporadic, random thing that's happening. They're blowing leads routinely. You should not be blowing 22-point leads and barely getting by against a team like the Portland Trailblazers. That is not symbolic of a team that is trying to compete for a world championship. It is not. Plain and simple. Let's give some love first to uh, eBay Motors. If you drive a car out there, and folks, I'm guessing 90 to 95% of you do drive cars out there. Sometimes you have to get parts. Sometimes you need to spend money on that vehicle to keep it running. And that's where eBay Motors is huge. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Basketball, I'm sorry, Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh picked for us this week for eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. I'm going to list five players that Josh picked. I will go with one of these individuals. His five players are Isaiah Hardenstein uh, or Hardenstein. I actually can't remember how you pronounce that. I apologize. Uh, Dante Exum of the Mavericks, uh, Keontae George. Uh, Osser Thompson, who the Warriors wanted in the draft this last season, but his value skyrocketed. Uh, it got too high. And our very own Jonathan Kaminga. Now, I read uh, Kaminga last time uh, I did the eBay Motors read. So this time I'll read uh, Josh Lloyd's thoughts on Osser Thompson playing for a struggling Detroit Pistons team. If Thompson was dropped in fantasy basketball, go grab him because he's back, he's starting, and hopefully Monty Williams has realized his error, which I'm guessing was benching him in the first place. Monty Williams, by the way, another example of an incredibly overrated head coach. Um, you're seeing now, you know, what happens when you when you put a coach that uh, gets a lot of brownie points because maybe he looks the part, um, but doesn't actually have the skills. And the Pistons are, are free falling right now. So it's a good thing Austin Thompson is back in the starting lineup. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you with your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. And again, eBay Motors, if you're looking for parts, you just drag the part for your car up to the corner to the, to the box and you'll get a green check if the part works for your vehicle. It's an awesome system with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. 
Apologize for that. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And you can follow me, Cyrus Sotsas, on threads at Dog Wild. The program's on there as well. Uh, you can follow that at Locked On Warriors. Um, I want to give Clay some love real fast here, and I'm going to play some sound as well uh, on the program. But Clay Thompson, uh, who's thankfully turned his season around. Um, again, defensively, I, this is what you're going to get with Clay. He's not the Clay of old. He's not a lockdown defender. And honestly, that's a part of the reason why you need to have a Kaminga out there, a Moody out there. We thankfully saw Trace Jackson Davis out there because you need these young legs playing defense. When we keep seeing Steve Kerr reverting to his veteran lineup, especially when we see Clay and Wiggins out there together, their net rating on the season, by the way, when Clay and Andrew Wiggins are playing together, they are a combined minus 85 together. That means anytime you see Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins playing together in this calendar and uh, uh, not in the, in the calendar, not the calendar year, the NBA calendar year. Uh, starting in October up to now, they've been outscored by 85 points on the year. We're 26 games into the season. And in 26 games, Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins have played together for two for 431 minutes. And they're a minus 85. All right. So even when we see a night like tonight where Clay and Wiggins are offensively playing good ball. And Clay is, again, thankfully looking damn good. His shot is falling again. Tonight, he was 11 for 16 from the field. He was 5 for 10 from beyond the arc. He had one trip to the free throw line. And again, that's part of his game where I really do wish we'd see improvement and a slight adjustment. But he did have at least one free throw attempt, and that was a plus one. He made it. Oh, no, that was on a technical. I, I apologize. No, his only free throw was on a technical. So he had no trips to the free throw line in terms of actually earning his way there from a call, had four rebounds, was a minus five in net rating, and finished the game with 28 points. So kudos to Clay. okay? I'll, I'll, I'm going to give him love when he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it, and tonight was no exception. And his teammate Andrew Wiggins, who Clay was giving a ton of love to in his post-game uh, interview, I wish we would see that kind of love towards his younger teammates, but... Andrew Wiggins tonight played 29 minutes, was 9 of 12 from the field, was 4 of 6 from beyond the arc. Wiggins has, even in this year of struggle, has still managed to be get to find trips to the free throw line. He had two of those tonight, was 3 of 4 from, from the free throw line, added 7 rebounds, finished the game with 25 points. But again, net rating, which is a subjective stat. But when you have it, uh, uh, when you have a large sample size, like 26 games, there is some reality attached to that. And Andrew Wiggins was a minus three tonight. Clay was a minus five tonight. Okay, so when these two were playing, it's not like they're like the Warriors were playing winning basketball. Okay, it's not like those two are the reason why the Warriors had a 22 point lead in the first place. And again, the Kerr's blind loyalty to these players as veterans, it's it's hurting this team big picture because these young players are not sitting there taking this well. 
they can't they just can't be and i and i know for a fact that kaminga at least previously two weeks ago was was really upset and um yeah adrian Gutierrez, you're absolutely right um that kaminga draws fouls that's one of his many skill sets it's one of the many things he brings to the table um and again even though tonight he missed all his free throws i really hope that's not why kerr punished him or whatever the reasoning was um all right we're gonna play some sound in just a moment Got to give some love to our other sponsor for this evening, and that is Game Time. Where's the Where's the damn uh, Where's the graphic for that? There you are. No, oh, there. Oh, there you are. Okay, so Game Time. The holidays are here. A lot of people are back home in the Bay Area. Folks who have left because maybe they've been priced out of the damn housing market here, or maybe just you wanted to go see what else was going on. But nonetheless, a lot of people are back home. Maybe you still do live here and you want to go see an event. It's a concert, maybe a sporting event, whatever it is. Game time is the app for you. Why? A lot of reasons. One, if you decide to wait until the last minute, game time is going to be there for you. They're clutch in terms of having supply, whereas a lot of other dealers might be sold out, right? So if you waited to the last minute, if you're procrastinating and buying tickets, that alone is where game time will save you. You also get a fantastic view of your seats, meaning if you got the game time app, you're browsing, you're checking out the different prices for different seats, and you're asking yourself, well, if I want to buy these tickets, how's my view going to look? Game time will provide an amazing view for you, whether you're on their website, on the app, whatever it is, the tickets will, or the, the app, I'm sorry, will show you exactly how your view is going to look with the tickets you're interested in. And maybe the best part with game time, a low price guarantee. That means you buy those tickets and then you happen to see the same tickets from another dealer in the same row, same section. And if you see the, a lower price for the tickets you purchased from game time, they will refund the difference. That is literally a low price guarantee. So download the game time app, create the account, use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, download the game time app. Create the account and use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase with Game Time. It's the only way to go. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, one final segment of Locked On Warriors. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. And for the everydayers, Kylan Mills is going to join me tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what time we're hosting yet, but uh, if you follow me on threads at Dog Wild, um, I usually publish the times there. And I'd love to get Kylan's perspective on how these minutes are being distributed. Rich Dub in the chat brings up a great point. I don't know if you folks have been watching the Santa Cruz Warriors. They're killing it. Um, this G League team is legit, and they won an exciting game uh, last night uh, I, in overtime where they used that El – is it Elam's ending, Elon's ending? I forgot, I forgot what the, how you pronounce it or what it's called, but it's basically where you have to reach a certain point total to win your game. It's not, it's not based on a, on a clock, and Guy Santos hit the game winner, and Rich Dub, you're absolutely right. Kevin Dan is going to join the show very soon. He, he feels guilty. We, we talk and message regularly, but his schedule has been insane. Last night, he was covering uh, the Santa Cruz Warriors uh, on NBC Sports Bay Area, um, as he always does. Phenomenal call. And if you're watching that team, there is some talent on there. It isn't just Guy Santos that's killing it. 
Lester Quinones is putting up scary numbers. I wouldn't mind seeing those two playing in all honesty. Um, that, that's in a lot of ways how deep this Warriors team is. Um, so yeah, I Rich Dub, you're absolutely right. Quinones and Gear legit. I want to hear how Usman Garub is doing though. I haven't watched enough games to have any uh, sort of a properly educated analysis coming from yours truly. That's why I want to get Dana on the show. Um, and by the way, the warrior, I don't hate Kerr. Okay. Hate's a very strong word. Do I not appreciate or do I not uh, uh, respect and agree with his coaching? Yeah, I absolutely do. Do I host the program covering the Golden State Warriors? So when I see their head coach making nonsensical decisions that have a negative ramification and impact on the team, I'm going to call it out. Unlike most of the my fellow media brethren here in the Bay Area who seem to be too afraid to criticize Steve Kerr, who seem to prefer to be on the good graces of the Golden State Warriors organization so that maybe they'll hire him someday. I have no idea why people are scared of Kerr. I'm not scared of him, okay? I'd rather just be straight and honest and call out the BS when I see it. And Steve Kerr is doing a lousy job. This team is underperforming. If you look at the Warriors' last five years and their body of work, it has not been that impressive. 2019, they were a disaster, had the worst record in the NBA. Justifiable, yeah. But some coaches might have gotten more than 15 wins from that team. And what good did that do, by the way? James Wiseman, where is he now? Never mind the fact that great pick to begin with, right? So that 15-win season was all for nothing. Steve Kerr, by the way, is hugely involved in their draft picks, all right? The following season. They go 39 and 33. They get the eight seed, but lose the, 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 their two play-in games. They don't even make the playoffs. A season where we're seeing Brad Wanamaker get a ton of minutes. In case you forgot about that. Yeah, they won the title in 2022. Mad respect, obviously. But they also had an incredibly deep team that year. And Mike Budenholzer, Frank Vogel, they've won titles in the last three, four years too. And, they're, and they got... They got Pucanned. They got fired because the body of work surrounding that championship sucked. So what I'm sitting here telling you is, is that Steve Kerr, for the first half of his coaching tenure, had one of the deepest, most talented teams in NBA history. It would have been egregious to not win championships being the head coach of that team. The last five years when he hasn't had these incredibly deep rosters where you actually have to coach. I think that's where you're seeing more the real Steve Kerr. And you're seeing a team that is underperforming, that is not delivering. I'm never going to forget last year. I'm sorry. We had a chance last year to see Kaminga and Moody play real minutes, and Steve Kerr decided to play Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb over him. I don't forget that, all right? And I'm sorry if you do. I don't. So the point is, I don't hate the man. I think he's a, he's a perfectly fine individual. This is sports, though, okay? You're, you're judged based on wins and losses. You're judged based on, in his position, how you're developing your, your players on the results that we're getting. And if you're happy with two games under 500, if you're happy with a reigning champion getting eliminated in the second round, at least partly because your coach is too dense to play a potential superstar young player for who knows why, Still haven't heard any legitimate reasons for, for Kaminga and Moody not getting minutes. More power to you, but that's not how I roll. And I, I don't hate him. Hate's a strong word, but I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and just, you know, blow smoke. He's not, he doesn't deserve that. I'm sorry. I, I you know, I apologize, but I just that's not how I roll. Um, so 
And yeah, Joe 100% agreed um, that Steph, Steph is the player that I will bow down to. Real fast, by the way, Steph in tonight's game uh, had only seven points, um, which by his standards, you know he's not stoked on. But, but at the same time, his standards are wins and losses. And this is how great of a player he is. The defense of the Trailblazers was so focused on him that he was limited to seven points. He was 0 for 8 from the, from beyond the arc. His streak of, I don't have the streak in front of me. I, I do sincerely apologize for that. Um, but it was 200-something games. And and this that streak is over. In fact, let me see if any sound has come in of Steph talking about that. Um, but despite the fact that Steph only had seven points, he was a plus 14. Plus 14. <laughs> Um, so that shows what his impact is. You're absolutely right. Uh, I want to hear Clay Thompson real quick. Uh, let's hear what he had to say uh, in the post game show. We'll finish up uh, with some Clay verbiage because he had a he had a great game tonight. Uh, and here's here he is with uh, the local post game coverage. Chris Mullen, I love you, man. Big big charge at the end of the game. How do you feel about the end to this game right now? I love VP. I mean, he does so many other things than score the ball. His game is so solid. His ability to get the offense going, make the extra pass, rebound. And then you saw it tonight. He took two charges. He took one. That's just that's what that's just like making a game winner. So thank goodness for his uh, just heady play because we did not want to go into overtime. And he uh, really won us that game there at the end with his just his focus. There you go. Uh, so good call. And again, Clay had a fantastic game. We talked about that already. All right, folks. Well, it was a win. I'm sorry to, to sound as negative as I did. I again, a lot of my approach, if the Warriors were not at least in the conversation to win a world championship, which I do st- I, I do believe it. You can call me delusional and crazy if you want. You have every right to, given the team is 12 and 14 right now and given the way they played, I still think this team has the talent to go all the way in this postseason. Part, part of that is because I still think the Warriors can overcome whatever comes out of the West. I'm very curious to see how they handle the Celtics on Tuesday. To me, Boston is the favorite overall. Um, But so that's my standard. Okay, if this is a team who was simply trying to develop players, there would not be this level of criticism. But when you're aiming for the top, you better be performing damn well. And they've got issues. So that's my approach. Kylan's going to join me tomorrow. Love to hear what her perspective is. I can't thank all of you enough for joining me on this ride. The Golden State Warriors come out victorious. We'll be back at it tomorrow with Kylan Mills. Have a great night, everyone. Bye-bye!